Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one-stop destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries, and our must-read daily newsletter. It's the biggest highways and transport event of the year, so on Highways Voices today, we find out all about Highways UK. Over the two days, we're expecting to hit 10,000, or we're hoping to hit 10,000. The marketing team are working really hard to kind of get things in place to reach that. In terms of speakers, we're on about 270, so we do have some spots remaining. If anyone listening would like to uh, contact myself and, and, and get involved. Exhibitor-wise, we have about 210, so I'd say our floor space is around 85-90% sold out. The event's senior conference producer tells us about the two-day gathering in Birmingham in October and how you can get ready for it. So, settle down and find out more on this week's Highways Voices. Highways Voices, in association with partner organisations ADEPT, the Transport Technology Forum, ITS UK and Elkrig. Friend of Highways News, Claudia Davidson, to come on today's podcast and she'll be along right after we've picked out some of the must-read stories on the Highways News website with Adrian Tatum. More than 20 councils across England are to remove pay-and-display parking machines and are asking people to pay using an app only instead. Councils say this saves money by reducing the risk of theft and avoiding the need to upgrade machines, according to a BBC report. But charity said the changes are disastrous for people without a smartphone, especially the elderly. A growing number of councils are getting rid of traditional pay and display meters because mobile operators are switching off 3G networks to process car payments on old machines, says the BBC report. Councils say there's also a risk of theft from cash machines, while there are also costs associated with collecting cash. The BBC collated figures for 244 councils across England, which are responsible for parking. Out of the 242 councils which had information on their website or responded to requests for comment, eight had removed all their parents' stay machines, while 14 had removed some. Somerset Council is looking for a servicing contractor that will facilitate a flexible mechanism to identify and implement innovative services solutions, promote recycling and reduce the environmental impact of the services delivered through the lifetime of the contract. The contract will support the client's climate emergency strategy and commitment to being carbon neutral by 2030. According to the tender document, the contractor will deliver an annual rolling programme of highway servicing schemes across the local highway network managed by the council. Elsewhere, National Highways developed a new flight management system to make it easier to plan and use drones for monitoring and surveying across the country. The Drone Cloud developed flight management system was launched earlier this month. Its aim is to speed up the process for drone operators looking to fly near National Highways' network and major A roads. The system is designed to improve safety through better coordination and visibility of flights. The information is also shared with organisations such as Network Rail, National Grid and other large companies using the system to help prevent conflict with any other flights taking place nearby. Don't forget when it comes to highways and transport, we're the only place you need to go for everything you need to know. We are Highways News online, on LinkedIn and Twitter and into your inbox every lunchtime if you sign up to our daily email. Find out more at highways-news.com. Swarco improves quality of life by making the travel experience safer, quicker, more convenient and environmentally sound. 
from software as a service traffic management solutions to parking, VMS, EV charging and road marking too. Find out how Swarco can deliver more efficient and safer traffic management. Swarco, the better way every day. Our Highways UK has been a key part of the year for our industry since it first appeared on the scene full of innovation in 2015. And this year it's bigger than ever in a new home in a larger hall at the NEC in Birmingham on the 18th and 19th of October. And Highways News is proud to be the official media partner. So let's hear all about it from Claudia Davis. who I chatted to at the Excel in London during its sister event, Move. And I started by asking Claudia how much innovation is taking place year on year. We're always looking for the latest and greatest. I think we're always looking for what's new. And I think as Terrapin, we're obviously at Move today, which is a Terrapin event. Our business model is, is about sparking something and we'll always see the latest thing and we'll also try and adapt and innovate to include that in the agenda. So I don't think we ever stop and think that we're satisfied. I think we're always looking to add new things and bring new things into the show because I think that's really what the industry's doing. You mentioned that we're at Move here at the XL in London and of course this is the birthplace of Highways UK, the first Highways UK I remember visiting here back in well, about 2015, something like that. How important has the move to Birmingham been and you keep growing into bigger and bigger halls within the NEC? The move to Birmingham I think obviously helps logistically, the train links, people can drive, you know, I think it makes it more central but I think just we needed a bigger space really and that's what the NEC provides. So I think we're over about 18,000 square metres this year. Uh, For next year as a sneak peek, we're going up to 24,000 square metres. So we just need that space and we need that kind of flexibility to grow and, and as I said, add add new things. But yeah, it's um, it's amazing to work on an event where you think you've hit your limit and then more opportunities come down, down the horizon. And the growth, I think, reflects not only on the hard work that you and your team do in delivering the event, but actually the brilliant things that are happening within our industry. Yeah, definitely. And our startup zone is a real hotbed for that. And we give our startups and SMEs a free opportunity. And the amount of companies that go to that and then they then take an exhibition stand and they take a bigger exhibition stand and I think it really shows that there is a real trajectory through the event and that we I hope tailor for companies of all sizes whether you're a company with four or five people or if you're a tier one with thousands of employees so I think there is really something for everyone at Highways UK and I think that's our real USP. So let's get to some numbers how many exhibitors how many papers how many people you're expecting over the two days? So I think over the two days we're expecting to hit 10,000 or we're hoping to hit 10,000. The marketing team are working really hard to kind of get things in place to reach that. In terms of speakers, we're on about 270. So we do have some spots remaining. If anyone listening would like to uh, contact myself and, and, and get involved. Exhibitor-wise, we have about 210. So I'd say our floor space is around 85, 90% sold out and plans for next year are already in the works so yeah tracking really nicely as I said we're trying to keep a bit back to keep some flexibility there still are some opportunities remaining but it's hard to kind of hold it all back when there is such an appetite for people to get involved and you mentioned about how we are growing the event the event is changing every year what's new this year so this year we split our tech and innovation theatre into two separate theatres so we have a tech and transformation theatre which is all going to be around asset management I think the way the industry is going it's not going to be around new infrastructure it's going to be about optimizing the roads we have and and how kind of technology can help change the face of the industry really innovation will be focusing on how we can learn from other industries how we can learn from other geographies and then we also have a, a stage all around kind of curbside management and smart traffic and that just shows the real growth of 
the appetite we're getting from local authorities and towns and cities that this show obviously is around national highways and national roads but there is a real appetite to hear what's going on in in the more local roads. You've got me hosting the keynote on the first day which I'm very flattered that you asked but obviously it's not about me other than introducing and asking the questions it's about the keynote people that are actually going to be speaking so who am I going to feel very very small and insignificant next to on stage? Obviously, we have Nick Harris and Natural Highways, one of our official partners, and he'll be giving the opening address and then joining yourself with uh, John Larkinson, Anthony Smith, and then Emma Ward for a kind of opening discussion around what are the latest topics in highways and what's on the tip of everyone's tongue, really. And I believe it's going to be Anthony Smith's last Highways UK at Transport Focus, so it'll be a really good swan song for him. Other speakers we have in the keynote, we have Peter Bainham from Atkins. We've got Naomi Green from England's Economic Heartland. So, yeah, the real big hitters. Really excited to kind of get everyone together and and see what's kind of new and and what people want to talk about. And we've got so many theatres. One of the challenges I find when I'm running around at uh, Highways UK talking to people and then obviously chatting to people on the exhibit floor is actually finding the time to get to all the different theatres and actually picking and choosing what sessions I go to. Do you have any tips for that? Because there is so much going on. It's a bit like going to a music festival and realising there are three bands at the same time all playing and you want to hear them all. Yeah, I think it just shows the appetite for people wanting to kind of have that thought leadership discussion at the event. I think the beauty with this event is we have a great trade show and an expo, but we also have a really high-level conference. And I think sometimes when shows get to this side, the conference quality can drop or vice versa. So I think it's great that we've kept both really high. From an organiser's perspective, we have put five minutes in between each session just to let people walk across the huge show floor. But what I would recommend is we have our Swap Card networking app. And there I would really recommend planning your visit a week or two in advance, you know, setting up your meeting planning your day because it's exhausting and I think last year I did about 20,000 steps each day so yeah I hope everyone's ready and then of course you don't even get a respite in the evening between the two days of the event so it's all out socializing Yes, so we have our Highways UK Excellence Awards. I should mention that the deadline is the 7th of July and we've got some great new categories this year all around safety, social value, um, but also recognising the rising stars in the industry. So I really recommend people to, if you do want to enter, the deadline is coming up. And also if you wanted to book your tables, we are taking bookings from now. So it's a great time. It's from uh, 10am on the 18th until... 4pm on the 19th it's uh, it's a mad time but uh, I think it's, it's definitely the place to be if you're in this sector dare I ask is two days long enough I don't think I could do it to myself to do three days I really don't think it is I think it, it, it there's so much jam-packed into those two days that I think adding a third would give people a bit of a more of a relaxed time but um, I think we're, it's better to jam-pack it to make sure people's getting that you know that, that quality I guess part of the problem is that we all have day jobs and actually if you're out for two full days then work still keeps piling up there isn't really the time to have that third day I think one of the issues I come across and especially I, I talk to younger people in the industry who those that don't have control over their own diaries can struggle to get permission to go to events so it's quite funny i i years ago was advising an organization and was asked uh, within the meeting there was a complaint that oh there aren't enough young people coming to our events and the answer was well you people are in charge of these young people you should be mandating that they go 
if you have a team of people um, why should you be sending them to Highways UK and likewise if you're a younger person listening to this wanting to justify why you should be allowed to go to the NEC what are some of the killer arguments as to why you've got to be there? I think Highways UK has always had fantastic support from senior executives from across the supply chain. And I think we've really seen a gap in, as you said, younger professionals and early career professionals don't get the sign off. And it's not even just younger professionals. People come into the sector in whatever whatever, whatever age. It's just they feel like the show isn't for them. And, and I've had conversations with kind of younger professional working groups and, and you know, they, again, don't don't come to the show so it's something that we need to look at as organizers about how we can attract those sorts of people so on our second day we are going to be doing a future leaders day and we're going to have heads of recruitment heads of hr on on the stands to kind of enable that kind of jump from university to to kind of first job engaging with a lot of the local universities the university of birmingham university of coventry have some great civil engineering courses that we're trying to engage with but it will take time it's not going to happen in one year but i think we just need to show that if people want to get into the sector this is where you need to be and this is it shows the the, the best face of the sector so it shouldn't matter if you're a CEO or if you're a graduate you need to be there and you need to be engaging Highways UK started around the same time that Highways England took over from Highways Agency and for a while there were people in the industry who genuinely thought Highways UK was a Highways England event. What's interesting looking around is how many more people from Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland and and beyond the, uh, the British Isles are actually coming to the NEC. Is that a conscious effort to to grow it and also to try and get more local authorities involved. Yeah, it definitely is. And I think obviously National Highways are our prime partner, but even they're keen to look and see what's going on on local roads and what's going on in Scotland and, and Wales and Northern Ireland. Because I think each each kind of area is, is at different stages, You know, whether it's EV, whether it's climate resilience. So I think it's important to bring everyone together. And, and we are engaging with it, as I say, from, you know, we invited uh, the CEO of Transport Scotland. We've invited people involved with the Welsh Government with their new roads, obviously, review, um, which is really interesting. So I think everyone's doing things quite differently. And if we bring those together in the agenda, hopefully then that will filter down for, for attendees and exhibitors. Exhibitors, just to finish off, any tips for what they should do to ensure that when you've got 10,000 people walking around the NEC and there are so many things to do to actually attract them to their stands so that you can really maximise your return on investment for spending time and money and resources to be at Highways UK. I think coffee and a sweet treat always helps but I think it's really what you do in the lead up to the show so it's working with our marketing team and really showcasing what the latest you know wares are on your stand using social media but I do think yeah having a nice cup of coffee and not having to buy one from the NEC I think that gets most people over to the stand. Well I shall be there and I will be needing the free coffee as not only am I going to be uh, on the keynote stage with the great and the good of our industry on the first morning of Highways UK but I'm also going to be producing our daily podcasts one uh, the day before as we look towards the event and then one at close of play of each day bringing you the highlights of the event and so I'll be bugging you for not only your opinion but the uh, the real movers and shakers to come onto the podcast it's going to be fantastic it is a highlight of the year it's the sort of thing you make sure you book your holidays around so that you never miss and bigger and better I can't wait for it in November 
great. Thanks, Paul. That's Highways UK's senior conference producer, Claudia Davidson, there. And I look forward to being at the event with Adrian in October and bringing you some must-meet exhibitors and the audio from some of the key sessions, as well as, of course, being able to chat to Nick Harris of Highways England and other key people in our industry during the keynote session on the first day. Anyway, closer to home now, let's hear about the latest from our podcast partners. Highways Voices, with the latest news and events from our partner organisations Elkrig, ADEPT, the Transport Technology Forum and ITS UK. ADEPT has published the last outputs from Live Labs 1. Thames Valley Live Lab ran trials across Berkshire, including integrating air quality sensors with traffic modelling, using AI-based visual imaging and creating energy demand management for electric vehicle charging. ADEPT has also published an essential guide to highways terms to promote the use of shared terminology across the sector and... ADEPT and the Blueprint Coalition are holding an open webinar on the 12th of July discussing the critical role of local government in delivering net zero. It will include MPs Sarah Owens and Weira Hobhouse with Miriam Turner from Friends of the Earth and Candice Howarth from Grantham Research Institute. ITS UK is calling for the Home Office to review the process by which it approves enforcement technology for use on the road network, known of course as Home Office Type Approval. HOTA is a testing and certification process overseen by the Home Office that enforcement technology must pass before evidence from enforcement devices can be admissible in UK courts. ITS UK members, which include many manufacturers of enforcement technology, have raised raised concerns that decisions for approvals often take an excessively long time to get made, with procedures being opaque and decisions difficult to understand. Some manufacturers have reported delays to approvals of between three and five years. ITS UK believes the delay to enforcement technology approvals is having a significant impact on both the road network and wider sector. You can find out more about its concerns in the news story on the Highways News website. Now, all the news from Elkrig and Transport Technology Forum this week will come next because we'll look forward to next week's Innovation Festival. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. Highwaysnews.com. Next up on Highways Voices, let's look forward to two events that will take place before Highways UK in October. Next week, I'll be bringing you Highways Voices from the Elkrig Innovation Festival in Nottinghamshire with so much to look forward to. I'm hoping the weather remains great for the two days at the Newark Showground where we'll be able to see a variety of sector-leading outdoor demonstrations and exhibitions, ranging from the repair and reinstatement of roads to the application of connected vehicles. Live demonstrations will take place over the two days of the event, and a full timetable of what's happening will be released beforehand, so you can find out more about the 80 indoor exhibitors and 28 outdoor exhibitors who will be showcasing the latest in innovative products and solutions, providing local authorities with a chance to find out about new innovations from the supply chain that will help meet their current and future challenges. And as I mentioned, on the Transport Technology Forum test track, which has been organised by my friend Andy Graham, you'll see loads of connected vehicle innovations. Traffic managers have long wanted the ability to get messages to drivers of vehicles directly 
directly into their sat-navs. So this test will show how, by using an app, messages can overwrite a sat-nav, be it standalone, plugged into the head unit, or direct to the vehicle. You'll get to see how a variety of roadside use cases can be delivered to any vehicle with what we're calling miniature Portsmouth, repeating fixed signs and VMS messages from SRL, a speed-actuated pedestrian warning, and entering a clean air zone on the test circuit, including a fixed Android automotive demo in a Volvo, all thanks to KL Systems and Portsmouth City Council. You'll also see a demonstration of the prototype Crystal Driver app, which is a road safety initiative, again integrating signing and VMS, roadworks, static hazards, bends, pedestrian crossings and black spots, all along with a dynamic hazard such as cyclists or detected using a digital high visibility app and that's thanks to Crystal and KL Systems. There'll be a warning of a vehicle whose airbag has been deployed and that has sent an e-call message. That's brought to you by Vsauce and guess who? KL Systems and a demonstration of a site app for hazard alerting such as height or weight in road construction brought to you by SRL and you've guessed it KL Systems. The test track will also be monitored by Navtech Radar's stopped vehicle detection and that will be shown in the gazebo by the test track with both vehicles and pedestrians being detected. Finally, Grid Smarter Cities have provided smart signs for the car park showing how virtual bays can be actively allocated and suspended. Now, one other thing to remind you of is the popular JCT Traffic Signal Symposium, which is taking place in September and has now filled its programme earlier than ever before. While the event's exhibition space is almost sold out, with only room to squeeze in a couple more stands. Now, if you've not been before, the event brings together traffic management and control professionals from the public and private sector for a learned programme in which experts detail groundbreaking projects and ideas takes place, as I said, in September on Thursday the 14th and Friday the 15th, and it's at Nottingham Trent University, right in the middle of Nottingham, with the movie user group and the welcome barbecue taking place the day before. Now, the papers cover a wide range of topics, including design, research, asset management and on-street intelligence, with a really strong offering on providing for non-motorised users. The keynote address is provided by leading behavioural scientist and commentator Rory Sutherland and his colleague Pete Dyson, who together authored the book Transport for Humans, Are We Nearly There Yet? Now, you might remember those two featured on an earlier Highways Voices podcast, and you'll also be able to hear an archive highways voices podcast with rory where he'll be talking about what he and pete will be chatting about at the jct symposium now the traffic signal symposium also features a record 32 different exhibitor organizations and two days of socializing and networking including the value for money barbecue i mentioned and the unex sponsored gala dinner on the thursday which as always is preceded by the swaco sparkling wine reception now 
Now, the whole thing is just one brilliant networking opportunity, and I can't stress what a great event it is. The vast majority of exhibitors are returning to take part in what has become a must-attend event for them, but there are new partners too, such as Soul Robotics, who will be showcasing their new 3D sensing platform, which uses LiDAR and artificial intelligence to create real-time models for detection of vehicles, pedestrians and cycles. Delicate bookings are outstripping last year, so get yourself booked in to join me, John Nightingale, the organiser, and the whole industry when I look forward to hosting one of the sessions, managing the video content at the event, and of course hearing all the papers, including Rory and Pete. To book a place and find out more about the event, go to jctsymposium.co.uk. A full draft programme will be published before the summer break. Highways Voices with Paul Hutton and Adrian Tatum. Right, oh, I need a bit of a rest now after that, so enough of my voice. Let's return to Adrian for him to tip his hat to someone or some people doing amazing things in the industry. It's time for Adrian's Accolade. My accolade this week goes to the team at Oxfordshire Highways Department and Contractor Milestone Infrastructure. After a winter that saw the number of potholes reported in Oxfordshire double compared to the same period last year, a trial has taken place, believed to be the first of its kind in the UK, aimed at improving the repair process. This week, Oxfordshire County Council and its milestone used the road between Stratton and East Hanley as a test site to trial seven different methods of filling in potholes or repairing minor defects. Some of these methods are already used in Oxfordshire, including the milestone Dragon Patcher, whilst the others were new ones sourced by Milestone. Worthy winners of my accolade this week. So well down to Oxfordshire and to Milestone, and that will do it for this Highways Voices. As I say, next week I'll join you from Newark and bring you a flavour of the Innovation Festival, so don't miss it, and we'll chat then. Highways Voices. Join us again next week for more insights from those that matter in the industry. 